1: Yeah,
2: yeah, Sounds fine, yeah.
1: Great. No thanks, man. I really appreciate this. I have been a huge fan of your work for a while. It's just the way you sculpt skin, it's just beautiful. Oh, thanks. So why don't you, uh, we start with this just giving us a sense of like, what do you do today? What's the day job? What's like? I uh, Currently, I just start a new
2: job. I just moved from uh, New Zealand last two months ago. Yeah. And um I just moved to a new job two weeks ago in like a small city in Montreal. Uh, mm-hmm. call folks and pretty much like in a generalized kind of modeling, texturing, look dev position. So that's pretty much it for the like a physical uh, aspect of it. Um just moved back from uh I was at Weda for two years before before that I
1: was in Montreal
2: working at a Frame Store.
1: And what is it that your specialty is? Because I mean I know you can sculpt like the
2: devil, um, here, but what is it that you do in the job? Normally and for job I mostly do texturing and modeling and low depth. I mean, and like if I have to put a title on it, I was mostly texture artists and
1: modellers for jobs in general. Got it. You know, and I guess that's kind of the thing that is really kind of amazing to me about your careers, that whole phrase, if you had to put a, um a label on it, because <laughs> you uh, quite a few, you're, you're, you're much more than just any one of those jobs.
2: Well, Originally I was in philosophy and like theology in school. Mm-hmm. So I kinda ended up well just practicing sculpting and exploring like digital content creation on the side. And I haven't found really my spot yet. I'm just I'm still exploring I guess that medium. So it's hard to put like a a words or a title or something on, on what I'm trying to do really. I certainly have different interests in general. Mhm. Which the visual part and the digital content one is one. But yeah, I have some, I still have trouble figuring out what, what I can say about what I'm doing or something. So it definitely these days I'm more interested into VR and AR in terms of uh, tools to do digital content. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's really, um, I have really trouble putting a title on, on my physical body or physical thing. Now. So it's more like a social thing. It's more, uh,
1: it's not up to me really to define that. How'd you get started? How'd you shift from philosophy and all that?
2: I don't think really I shift. I guess I always like see those two things at two different but still connected feel. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you do any visual thing without the connection to a more conceptual aspect, I feel like, I mean, both are deeply connected. They're just too fractal. They're just too faceted for different like geometry really. So I, I still like, more interested in general about the, the the conceptual aspect and the more the the cerebral side. But uh, I kind of started for fun, I guess I I was always attracted a bit by the um, kind of the etherical aspect of digital creation. I mean, I did classical school in clay and and painting and all that, but I always had a, something was an attraction towards the, even if it's, it seemed not physical, there's something really strange and, mysterious about doing digital content. I think we just see the, the tip of the iceberg of where that thing will emerge eventually. But I don't know. I, I guess I was attracted by some unknown force about that. And that mixed with the... I just started in high school mostly and just get trying Maya and just starting playing with ZBrush and Modbox really.
1: Mm. And
2: I guess that's how it started. Just simple exploration with software, I guess.
1: I imagine you pretty much self-taught yourself if you started in high school wasn't, yeah. I can't imagine a lot of teachers doing that.
2: Yeah, no, I really, I come from like a super Nordic region of Canada. There was mm-hmm. no school or anything really. I just thought digital teacher mostly and just going on forums when there was forums on the internet. Now it's pretty much kind of gone now. But mm-hmm. yeah, mostly self-taught, I guess, at least for that. I mean, I haven't been to school for uh, any sculpting or anything really. And I haven't met any, like until I got my first job, like I was, like a physical when I was like 20, 22, I think. And I think that's the first time I met someone doing CG. I mean, the, the first eight year I was just alone, just practicing for fun on the side, really. It was, yeah, I never met before anyone practicing it, but um yeah. What was the first job? Uh It was a small studio in Montreal, really simple, like a generalist position. I stayed there for a year. I mean, it was kind of okay. I mean, for a first experience, really, you learn a lot. I mean, the thing, though, is that when you're kind of learning it on the side, there's a lot of, like, technical thing that you don't really learn, mostly mm-hmm. about pipeline-related, doing clean stuff, you know, doing just a proper management of your scene and all that. So it's something, I guess, I learned the uh, hard
1: way <laughs> there. as my first job. Got it. So anatomy. I want to talk a little bit about anatomy with you. Because anatomy. Yeah. yeah, there's such a grasp ana- of anatomy, but you play with anatomy.
2: I don't know. I guess I'm blind to my style. I guess for me, I sure. would not say play with it. Say I say I'll try to do something as as tight as possible, or as, as tight as I perceive it. But um, yeah. I guess you could say yeah, I play with it. now. Yeah.
1: Well, like if we take a look at your um, your guy here, the human. This is four years ago. I'm looking at, and yeah, I mean there's some. Oh, uh, that's probably like those... way older than that. That's so like way older than four, four years. Ago. Oh, yeah, it's like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. You know, so you've got, like, let's take a look at your hand. I mean, the, this hand that you did for, in VR is just, like, amazing. And I can see so much wonderful form in here. But how do you approach studying anatomy? Let's start there.
2: I guess it's more about a feeling, really. Um, it's hard to put, like, a really A, B, C technique or, like, a really linear process about, uh I perceive anatomy of something mm-hmm. I guess it's i guess definitely gathering reference from multiple stuff like real drawing sculpture whatever you know it's it's always good to have a good library well managed of different things that inspire you in terms of shape offline and and all that but mm-hmm. and it's just like putting it on walls and just getting surrounded by those reference and having a nice way to manage that is always a good uh, starting point, I guess, and the rest is just i don't know it's 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 I, I see it more as like the internal way and inside so, i mean it's more about figuring out what type of emotion you want to convey with, with the form in space more than just trying to replicate something so it's more about capturing the inner flow of the the shape and space mm-hmm. so i'm more yeah attracted to, to that as a starting point more than uh, just copying something it's more about the yeah, ultimately, it's more about what I want to say, really, because the technical side of it is certainly something that you learn in the first few years. But ultimately, once I guess you, you achieve a certain level that you can technically do whatever you have in mind, it's more about the, the like the transcending aspect of it, which is what do you want to convey or what do you want to express? Or so I guess it the anatomy is just like, uh, at the bridge toward the end goal that is like communicate a feeling or an emotion or obsession about, about something really
1: yeah so how do you get your these ideas these um like if we're looking at this medium sketch here where there's the female and the dude yeah
2: well it's i guess it's ideas kind of emerge from just life itself i guess it's reading just questioning and just going through life you have those inner flow emerging and from that a certain feeling a certain emotion that you want to you don't really understand those really. It's more about, you have like, you feel that there is a mystery or there's something there and you just want to orbit around it without even figuring out what it is really. But so it's, I don't know, it come from multiple different perspectives. It just come from being alive. I guess you, you get those thing you want to ex, it's, it's not really a thing really. It's more like, yeah, you just have inner structure or inner pattern that you want to convey into a visual visual form and you even if you're you're kind of blind to it in some way where you're just like the medium that the well the human it seemed like the human uh, form is just a medium to express to express that thing that you're not even aware of in some way so you're partially aware of it but i guess ultimately you're just like uh you're blind to it so yeah i don't know if i really answered the question really I'm kind of vague sometime about those those things but uh
1: yeah, no, that's fair enough. It's all part of the the process. But mostly what I look for in these conversations is just how people approach the vocabulary of it. Yeah. But along these lines, like uh, one of the problems that I have myself is when you have these ideas, sometimes getting them into CG can, you know, this is, it's not like drawing and you just kind of sketch out the idea, you know, that takes a yeah. lot of time to develop and there's the technical aspects and, you know, like, if I had an idea, I couldn't just jump into Oculus and do anything just yet because medium is still a little new to me. Yep. But what do you do to kind of maintain the momentum or to help you be able to transfer those ideas into reality? I guess I just
2: spend time and I'm just not really in a rush really to finish anything. It's not like mm-hmm. I don't want to get a, a job or something. I don't want to do a demo reel or I'm not really into that, uh, that cultural aesthetic of doing that. So I guess I just start off by blogging stuff in medium and just playing with balance and just or bidding around with super low res blocking shape and just trying to first well, well i think i, I spend 90 percent of it in like a super low frequency form and just like mm-hmm. first degree form and just trying to see what in balance and what seemed like trying to put iconography in and just figuring out what you want to convey and what's the best physical, virtual form to express it. So I guess I, I just sort of bit around for a while until I kind of find, like, well, yeah, I just find what seemed to be the
1: reasonable way to be. Is it fair to say that it's not really that you're focused on the idea or the result? It's, it's really just about getting in and working the process and doing things and, and more. Well, in the moment?
2: well, there's certainly the moment, the first draft about maybe a composition or an idea about like a, a symbol that you want to physically or virtually put in in your piece, you know, but Mm -hmm. you don't know all that inner emotion will actually materialize in, in space, you know, so it's more about sticking to that inner core that is not really in shape or in form, just trying to orbit around it and put matter around that emotion or that inner feeling that you want to convey. So just sometimes just trying to be in the, the inner perspective or, like if you do a human figure, just trying to be inside this culture and just trying to feel what it is to be there and just to get into the mood of the, of the piece that you want to do or you, the thing you want to express really.
1: Absolutely. So, what do you recommend for people to get better at anatomy and being able to create the human form in a dynamic way? As I said, it's like mostly
2: getting good reference is always the key. Like there's no way around it. I mean, gathering as much as possible different type of body shape and figuring out how skin react and how fat react to different type of torsion and different movement that's one thing and i feel like i'm not really the, the most anatomy guy i mean i do know a bit of anatomy but uh i feel like most of my knowledge is more into the more about balancing outline more than actually knowing all the muscle and all the tendon. It's something that you definitely learn over the years about where the muscle and all the, like the tendons are in connection and different type of tension you can create with it. But I feel like most of, I don't know if, but I feel most of my knowledge more about, I know when an outline is wrong. So I, I kind of feel like I, I can balance it out, even if sometime I, I don't have a clue about what's actually all the intricate inner muscle that are actually acting to create the shape. But I know that I have kind of vague intuition about what's the, outline of it so i don't know it's like i, I don't feel like a know anatomy it's just a strange phenomenon even if at the end it kind of looks like anatomy mm-hmm. i feel like most of it is just about just orbiting around it looking at the outline and seeing looking at the flow and if the you something you feel that the outline is well the sculpture is all about looking at the outline so you just like a different super strange angle until you find an angle that doesn't seem right you don't know why but you know it's not right and you just try to Polish it and just refine it until you get. Well, you at, at the end you get still anatomy, but I guess it's more driven by the aesthetic of the outline. I guess more than anything else, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating because that's one of the things I was experiencing. Is is it's not like um, the anatomy's awesome, it's great, but there's just such a um, a fluid feel to it. And I know a lot of times people can get really locked into anatomy, and you can get into the study, and it makes things tighter. Yeah. But yours is not tighter. Yours is actually very fluid. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm not really a muscle guy. I'm not especially fan of muscle in general. Mm-hmm. It's not something like the emotion that the muscle kind of convey in general. It's not really an aesthetic that I'm really attracted to. Even if mm-hmm. you a beautiful shape that seemed to imply some muscle definition under it is kind of interesting ultimately. I'm not some someone that I'm more interested in too fat and skin more in muscle actually or the a bone, muscle kind of thing, but I'm more interested, yeah. So I'm not really in, into muscle too much, or at least not into defining muscle too much. Yeah, that makes sense. How was that VR exhibit? I think you guys did a... Uh... That was pretty amazing, actually. We're supposed to do another one. I mean, I just got back from New Zealand, so we kind of planned to do another one because that's definitely, that's definitely something that I'm super hyped about in general. I feel like I was never really part of the CG community or I was never really felt at home with all the CG sphere that is really oriented to get a job, which is fine. But it was never like, I feel like ultimately the digital creation content will take all this maturity and all this credibility in the VR space and the AR space over the like the next years and stuff stuff. So it's, it's cool to explore ultimately having a gallery or having virtual space will which will be pretty much like a website. But now, I mean, it just make more sense for people that do actually 3D content to actually expose your work in a 3D space that you perceive volume straight. I mean, it's kind of strange in a way that we actually do mod boxes, Zebra stuff, and we flat it out, the result, to put it on a 2D scrollable interface, which is, I mean, we're killing most of the poetic aspect of sculpture, really, even if we, we light it well. At the end, it's, just, it's something that has to be experienced from a, like a stereo perspective or like a human perspective. And that's why VR is so, it's super inspiring, even if it's still low, like super low res, the headset. And, but the potential is just, especially AR and VR is just, it will get there to a point that uh, I guess like all the 2D software or well, like Mudbox and ZBrush will have to migrate to VR content because it's, it's more natural. It's more organic. And that's, that's where it has to evolve, I think. It's just pretty interesting to actually, because there's so much. The social aspect of VR is really, like, just thinking about doing, let's say, ZBrush and multiplayer is just—it's not even a question that you could ask. You know, you there's no way to have multiple like cursor in the screen, mm-hmm. but like in in medium, you want to actually. The more you go in the machine, the more you want to connect with people, and that's why it's so cool. Like, you just gather communities and start doing actually like collective space that. The artists manage and they can create experience and work and just like even abstract experience for like anyone to actually explore is well to me it sounds like a pretty fucking rad idea just to explore with that i mean it's still like it's still really the beginning but um i feel like everyone like all that those guys like that were at that that night event i I think we're all blown away by how i think we're kind of the first first one to do it i mean i haven't seen anyone sculpting in vr exposing in vr and i i feel like everyone was kind of blown away by man this is well in a few years that that will be a thing there's no way around it i'm it's definitely something i have in mind to do more and just especially for just in terms of just gathering and just centralizing different mind i feel like vr space is is an amazing spot for that, even for teaching later on and just a way as to, for a teacher to actually have the physical, even if it's not, I mean, at the end, physical is a bit rele- irrelevant but the fact of you feel that like the soul of someone uh, in some way, you feel like the soul of someone in front of you and have the, 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 physicality aspect emerge from that, but being super far away. I mean, the potential of it is just that could totally change the planet. I mean, there's a fact at all that, you know, like, Right now, most of the human like kind of migrate to cities, you know, for doing it. Mm -hmm. Most of the job now is mostly going like it's you don't need a physical body. You're just actually selling your mind for most of the job now is not physical. There's still some physical job, but most of it is mostly in front of computer or something that could be remote, you know. And I feel like VR could be the last, and AR could be the last push to actually give us the power to go back to maybe the countryside. And live in a less expensive place, but still be connected to the whole community of, of the metaverse
1: or the planet, you know? Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the recent Facebook avatar? Which one? Those? On, on the screen right now. Yeah. This, I just saw this yesterday. Wired yeah, yeah, on. yeah. I saw that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So this is kind of going along the lines of what, like, the VR gallery. You're actually in the gallery. You've got an avatar of your face, yep. and it looks yep. dead on.
2: Yeah. I mean, that could be your avatar. It could be anything else. No, I think it's just a matter of getting one device that will do it mainstream. My, my feel is really that once Apple actually start doing air glasses, people will actually realize the potential of VR and or AR mostly. And mm-hmm. then slowly will, I mean, I feel like the internet was kind of the, the web that actually spread a 2D interface across the whole planet and AR and VR will actually give the Z, the Z value to the internet in some way. So mm-hmm. we'll probably have sculpture and public park and then just in cities like billboard and just have permanent or temporary artists exposing a different street corner virtual but at the end is at one point i feel like in like let's say in 50 years i guess if you add if you were to put a device on your head you would probably not be in a position to actually say which object is real or not ultimately at least visually so once we get there i mean the notion of actually doing 2d content will be just part of as part of reality as like heating or something. And that will, I guess we'll be in a good spot to actually create some cool stuff with that. Sculpture is one thing, but having animated sculpture that emerge and it's some sort of portal that have an audio like super psychedelic trip or something. I don't know, you could do whatever, you know, you're not limited by any physical or uh, monetary costs mostly.
1: So yeah, it's uh, I'm pretty hype about that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. you guys, you guys just had default avatars in here, and what you're just walking around inside of this Oculus Home environment somebody put together.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I did the layout of this one. That was like the default one, yeah. and I kind of did uh, the like more official uh, gallery setup. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was the preset. I think it's the one that those avatars, the one that ironically is the one that Geo did. Yeah, Geo was in the gallery, and Clint, wow. what is the guy that is working Oculus for? The, for setting the Oculus home stuff. So he was at the the event too. So it was pretty cool too. Yeah, that was just basic avatar from, uh, from the stuff, but ultimately the best one would be that you can import your own. Once the setup is getting more mainstream and more refined, you could Mm -hmm. actually import your own, own costume, your own avatar and have your own blend shape and all emotion and all that. And ultimately the market space for that could be quite amazing. You could just sell actually avatar or sell like, props for i don't know 50 cent to anyone on the planet that they can put on their desk virtually but that thing will be permanent because everyone could kind of have it ultimately it's going to be like some sort of contact lenses or like implant ultimately i can maybe 70 years
1: or so i love that because isn't that like that's how game companies survive and make billions is uh skins right well i feel like yeah
2: i mean Mm, ultimately, I totally see a future that na- now CG is really, lim- it's kind of connected to the, the game industry and the film industry, mm-hmm. but ultimately, that could evolve to a point that artists can actually just sell asset not for the sake of doing it in a game or in a film or something related to another industry, but just for the sake of actually sharing um, beautiful, aesthetic, personal stuff, you know, for people at home, you know, you can do it with 3D printing. But with the digital form, there's something interesting about, well, that you can send it anywhere on there, different size. It doesn't cost much, you know, so you could sell it for, I don't know, one box, you know, but share it for a bunch of people. You know, so that's interesting, at least for the emergence of like interesting artists work, that could be a good model for creating a, a bunch of like bubble of artists just selling their work for the sake of doing beautiful stuff and not being connected to. You know, a game or a film or
1: whatever. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I loved, I, I was really excited. I definitely think you guys were easily the first to do this. And it's such a great group. I mean, you got Geo in there, Mariano. Yeah. It's just pretty awesome. Yeah,
2: no, that was a really cool experience, definitely. I mean, we need to do another one. Uh, I think now we can import our own. Uh, I mean, uh, ultimately, the best would be to do it in Unreal. But the fact that it's so mainstream with the uh, Oculus Home, uh, we kind of just end up using that. But the fact that with Unreal having a bit more control over the lighting, the fog, and all the environment, have more custom animation, and just having a beautiful, super trippy gallery with uh, like permanent room and like just like monthly artists exposing their work in in different rooms, just the the potential is huge, really. But it's a slow process. I mean, not everyone is up up to date with like VR headset, and the, the VR headset is really limited right now. I feel like resolution is really a killer. For everyone, so I guess we'll have to wait for gen to to really appreciate like the grandeur of the the phenomena
1: have you been exploring a r yeah i guess a r side of it because like a friend of my wife's has a um it's kind of an a r theme park type thing in San francisco, really where you go in and you put the glasses on and you go to different areas and they're using hollow lens if I remember correctly, yeah. so she's got mixed yeah. mixed reality and yeah you look in certain areas, different things happen
2: I haven't tried this one I've tried all, ones, but I haven't tried that exhibition partially but I mean ultimately that could be a, a thing really either I have a physical gallery that you do mixed reality or just be totally in the astral plane just go like full v r or I don't know I mean both will just at the end it's just a matter of transparency so it will depend on the well what's the intent of the person but uh, I feel definitely having virtual gallery either if it's mixed reality or a r or vr it's going to be a thing there's no way around it i mean if you've been to vr chat you know how that thing is it's kind of crazy it just gives a, a glimpse of the tip of the iceberg of how that thing could america really
1: and evolve yeah well that's awesome so yeah, tell me let's talk a, well, let's just talk a little bit on the career side you know a lot of my students are looking at it and they're like we're just starting out and we're not quite on the whole artsy conversation right <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. how, how oh. do i just stop working at costco so what is your advice to people like they need to focus on to, to kind of create the, you know, the, the capacity, the resources to get that first job? I
2: guess there's no way around it. It's just practicing, putting the bar as high as you can, really. It's just finding the thing is that with school is that it's easy to actually be content by the fact that you're the better of your class. I feel like a lot of school actually have those micro bubble that people actually try to gauge or level based on the class and not with the internet or that's why it's always good to go online look at the best of the best or just trying to f- defi- see what you define as the best and just aim towards that mm-hmm. so I, I guess the best is really just to go out and just embrace the, the internet really uh, because ultimately that thing is well you will get in your face if you stay in your bubble of class or a different region i mean i feel that's like how uh, it's the best way really so just go online and see what's uh, what's out there.
1: You're a bit of a generalist, I think you said it
2: as well, right? Yeah, I do a bit of everything, I guess. Mostly sculpting, but uh, I was at store for uh, three years, which I was just texturing. Definitely all the asset creation process is certainly something I kind of prefer. So look at texture modeling, even exploration with new tools. I'll
1: always dig that. So look at uh, what's out there and try not to be the best in your bubble, but be the Work towards just being the best. So hit art station, right? Just try to make sure that you're working and you're focused on your quality. What are some of the common mistakes that you see in artists work that I think kind of signal? Cause one of the key things for me is just helping people understand that, you know, it's, you're always growing, right? But like, yeah. let's just, let's say if we're talking characters, what are some of the common mistakes that you see people make that are just tell you they're not quite there. They've got much more to go. And I'm really. Yeah. Benny Key on the hands. I mean, uh, I like
2: good hands. I like seeing something that touch someone. Trying to explore your own stuff is always more interesting. We've seen a bunch of different creature of copies of someone else work and all that. I mean, it could be a good benchmark, but I feel like, yeah, having your own personal exploration of like, you want to have a character uh, designing it or something. is always a bit more interesting. Yeah. Uh, certainly. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm the good reference point in terms of. Even if I work in the industry, I'm still an outsider in it in some way. What do you mean? How do you say that? Well, I, I never thought about getting a job. That's the thing It's that I'll just mm-hmm. end up working, but it's not like I never intended I will do that to get a job or something. I just was obsessed by doing shape and having wanting to express something or just explore inner stuff that I was attracted to. And through that emerge and that unfold into anatomy, into shape, into bouncing form in space and and then you get into the, that rabbit hole that you it's a lifetime you know it's a lifetime uh, journey and that if you do it in an honest way and then like just being humble about it just go for it and just love what you do but not in a context of even i know at the end you still have to get a job ultimately but if you do it in an honest way you just want to be better about expressing what you had in mind i feel ultimately seeing someone passionate about something is always like any passionate person I met always have have that aura or that vibration around them that make them like attract other people and that in some way that's how you, you get a job it's just you you have I don't know being passionate about it's always a thing it's not being passionate for being passionate about it but just do it yeah it's hard, it's hard to put in word really because you don't have to haim about being passionate about something it's just naturally that King will emerge in that state of mind that someone could call passionate but it's just mm-hmm. being uh deeply obsessed by it in a super humble natural and not making a separation between job and life and all that i mean ultimately your mind and your creation and well everything is all mush mush bit into one phenomenon that you call you but not seeing it as separate bubbles like job And family and all that, but seeing it as a whole, it's Mm -hmm. always a good thing to, it really gives personality, I feel, to work. And ultimately it's all, you cannot split like, oh, this is you as a job, you as a, as a, I don't know, a father or husband or whatever. It's just one phenomenon, you know? And so anyway, that's more my mindset around, I guess someone else could say the opposite, but uh, for, for me, at least that's more, uh, it's just different. As I said in the beginning, it's just different, different facet of the same geometry that you could, that you call yourself in, in reality really
1: yeah this is a little um un of a question but do you yeah. have like a favorite philosopher
2: i have a few well the thing is that philosophy in university is really boring i feel like that's why i kind of dropped out about it i mean it's really focused into the study of philosophy rather than well, philosophy is all about the present it's all about you in front of reality you know and there's a lot of focus in the university about well studying other people's work which is cool but i'm more interested into the well the personal aspect of it so who like who cares about someone else you know it's like ultimately you have to go through and you'll find those person that because they had those same questions, those same problems you know but if i had to put one that is a bit more classical i will say alfred north whitehead but mm-hmm. I'm quite quite fan of Terence McKenna and Krishnamurti, really. And Alan West is pretty cool. Spinoza is pretty cool too. At the end, they all kind of say the same thing in a different language. Philosophy is just the it's that's the the road until you you see the limitation of language, and then becomes mm. that that state that is you could call the mystical or the the place that language cannot describe, and that's where actually that is. More interesting. I mean, philosophy is just like the, the path towards that cliff that is, you cannot actually try to, let's say, um, you cannot define in words really. And that's where it's interesting to bit around. That's why I like, yeah, philosophy is one thing, but it's more about theology or mysticism or shamanist aspect. Yeah.
1: Do you feel yeah. like that's where your art kind of picks up?
2: Ultimately, yeah. I mean, I'm still in a process of figuring out what digital creation means. But through mm-hmm. that, I, I still want to inject more into the. I don't know. I don't like to say mystical because that implies non-mystical or the opposite. But uh, I'm definitely attracted towards those sphere of uh, well, what is reality? You know, it's uh, what is life in general. I'm really into near-death experience in general. That's a theme that even if I don't try to really externalize it really in a cheesy way, I always try to bit around it. I mean, all their recollection of people having near that experience is pretty uh you know, it's a pretty interesting phenomenon of uh, of study for science in the, in the next few years i guess
1: yeah um, you know there's um there's two artists that kind of hit on that same type of thing odd Nerdrum and bo bartlett Very what? i don't know them really uh, yeah you, you, can you yeah here show, i'll, show I'll throw a bow up and then uh odd is somebody you definitely need to know um oh, both said oh, yeah. the, they they both said the same thing which is that you know the Realism is, you know, like that's the easy part, and that's where it's like you're just making a late You're making same- something look like a label, but then the goal of art is to get past the label to that thing that has no language, has no words, really. That's right. That's that's how I feel about it. So, how does that fit into our lives in CG for you? <laughs> you know, because that's the uh, craft, right. I mean, I'm still,
2: I'm still in the process of trying to figure that out. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, it's a reality that you have to feed the tube that, well, you have to put stuff in your mouth and have a roof over your head. So I guess you have to make some sacrifice to an extent, but you still want to, I don't know, I'm still in the process of of trying to figure that out.
1: Yeah, but you know, if we flip the script, like, you know, here's Bo and Bo, you know, he makes a living just making these paintings, but then as CG artists, our living is working for other people not making VR. our own paintings per se. So how do we flip that, you know, Odd Nerdrum? Again, he has his own, like, institute. Yeah, Bo has his own uh, museum.
2: For me, my guess is hopefully VR and hair will bring a bit of that freshness and that independency that classical 2D artist, 2D painter had for centuries. Is that mm-hmm. now CG is really something as a gimmick. I feel like it's still perceived as a tool for creating, well, creating films and game, but it's not something that, well, classical historic art will perceive as something mature as and profession, not professional, but something that has the the, the same grandeur of any classical, like clay and digital are not perceived or marble is not perceived the same way as digital, right? But I feel mm-hmm. like with AR and VR will departure from that the industry that made the tool and will departure from that and conquer that landscape of. A bit more, I, hopefully well, a bit more freedom and exploration and being a bit more independent for, for that. That's my hope about it. This in some ways, that's the, always the, the end state that I put in my mind that uh, ultimately that thing will unfold. And well, I, I could do some transition phase. I'm kind of thinking about doing some 3D printing and stuff, but mm-hmm. ultimately, yeah, I feel like AR exhibition and just having space that you can gather different minds. Different exhibition, different type of art and just having discussion, some sort of podcast in VR and AR or something and just have a bit like those cafe and, and friends back in the days that were just like hub pool of different minds just converging to share and to just get inspired each other and stuff. And so I feel like, yeah, we'll get that in AR and VR. And that's why it's interesting to just, at least for me, that's, that's why I probably still do it is that I know that that thing will probably emerge towards something else. Which is those those me, that medium really? But if the the if I knew that uh, CG was always going to be stick to games and film forever, I would probably have quit by now. Mm. I guess there's slight at the end of the tunnel because, that, but at least for me, that's how I perceive it. Uh, I hope I'm <laughs> right. I hope I'm right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, everything seems to say that it is. I mean, all those everyone. It's kind of ridden the sky that a r has to be there. I mean the desire to experience just the the fantasy of the mind and in the inner the inner self to and to externalize it in like like an a r seem like it's it's too big to actually contain or just to not to happen you know, so mm-hmm. I guess we we'll are be just in a good spot to just jump into the bagwagon of that new hype about a r and from then we could... It's going to be probably a different market. So the thing is that CG is super, it's super cold and technical. I mean, you look at it, like you look at ZBrush or Maya, it's super, there's a lot of button. It's yeah. not natural. We use it a, a, like a Wacom tablet far away to push a mouse on a 2D screen. It's super abstract and it's kind of cold. By itself, you kind of attract a lot of coldness, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's why probably in two D and in clay and more traditional you get a bit more uh warmness because the medium itself is a bit more attract is attracting a bit more of that of soul soul aspect of human like quality or something. So I feel like VR it's it's kinda getting closer to that.
1: Do you have a sense of when the next uh gallery show is gonna be?
2: Yeah, I mean it was kinda up to me actually to kinda set it up. Yeah. I just moved back from from Weta and just having like Find your apartment and all that. But we had in mind probably next few months. Ultimately, the best one would be every two months we have a proper exhibition, all that. And my, my, like the, the exhibition I did is still open for people to go in on my Oculus channel. So they can go in my room and still see it, see it. But uh, ultimately, the best would be to have like every two months or months a different type of artists, um, just ex- ex- exposing their work. That could be interesting. That's, that's certainly
1: awesome. all right, man. Well, that is fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today and for kind of sharing this. It's really just wonderful to talk to you this your work has got such a beautiful quality to it, and I love how it's not just c g it's not you know there's always a message coming across in this. It's so powerful I try I
2: mean I don't know. I'm just trying to trying to do that as as in an honest way as possible, but um, uh, yeah, I'm just in the process of trying to figure it out. Cool.
1: That? What, In, what that mean, yeah. Any resources you recommend for people wanting to get into Medium? Asking for a friend? <laughs> um, I can bug Geo, yeah, but I can I, only bug Geo know, so much.
2: I actually did the template to actually start a forum with CG sculpting for VR. I mean, there's none, really. There's a yeah. Facebook groups, but there's literally no, there's no forum for people just to share their
1: tips and all that. I mean, yeah, they have that artist council Facebook group, but, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I'm on it, but thing. it's super
2: private. And it's like for someone else, just someone to just start, want to get into the bang wagon of it. Just, just like that. Yeah. You, you can type on Facebook. There's one group that there's a f- open to the public, people can go into, but, uh, ultimately I would love to actually create a farm, just start. Yeah. Just start
1: sharing tips and sharing. Yeah. That would All be right. cool. Well, I'll look for that uh, then yeah yeah all right man awesome talking okay. to you awesome yeah thanks everybody for joining me and sam thanks again man so much for spending the time no worries man awesome all, all right good take day. care you too thanks. You. thanks cheers Bye-bye.
0: All right. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I want to ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. It really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now. So I look forward to hearing from you soon.